Hello, friends. Welcome back to Outnumber the Podcast. You're listening to episode 218, all about creativity and tapping into those creative juices that you've got flowing through your body. We promise they're there. We're talking about five tips today, defining creativity, looking for evidence that you're creative, trying something new, being aware of things that are sapping your creativity, and finding a creative buddy or community to get you started. So let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to Outnumbered the Podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Bonnie. We are experienced moms to a combined total of 19 children. In our weekly episodes, we explore relatable topics using our perspectives of humor and chaos. Tune in for advice and encouragement to gain more joy in your parenting journey. Hey friends, welcome back. We are going to talk about one of our most favorite things today, and that is being creative. But before you exit out and decide to go listen to another podcast because you've already determined that you're not creative, bear with us. We're going to try to change your mind and give you a few tips for uh, welcoming some more creativity into your life because it's so very important for all of us. um, And Audrey and I have tapped into this quite well. Also, if you want to be creative, but you don't feel like you have time with all those little kids around Stay, stay also. We have, we have hints for you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a funny story. Often, I don't know, maybe your kids have never done this, but my kids have, there's a couple of them specifically that I can think of, have taken a marker and colored themselves. Like they have become the piece of art as, you know, kids are creative and they're like, oh, look, this makes marks and it can also make marks on me. And so, Anyway, maybe your kids have never done that, but I have a couple who have been multicolored children for a while. <laughs> and so this week, this past, um, this past weekend, we had some friends over, and we were talking about how um, they had seen a person at um, down in Louisiana. They went to like a an art market thing, and there was a person who had. Um, spray painted themselves silver from top to bottom and they were you know a performer and so there was this thing and I noticed my little kids at the table and they're listening and they're like their eyes are getting wider and wider and they're like you know they keep giving mom the side eye like somebody spray painted their entire body and everything like silver and then you know so I see him doing this (laughs) and um so then I I remembered a time when we lived in Portland, Oregon, and down at Farmer's Saturday Market under the bridge there in Portland, there was this guy, this performer that painted himself blue, like cobalt blue from head to bottom. And he also had this rat that would, if you put enough money in his little hat in front of him, would come out of his pocket and crawl up around him, his head and his shoulders and back down into his pocket. It was like a performer, right? But he was like the blue man. He painted himself all blue. And so I shared that story too with our visitors that were there. And my kids' eyes were just like exploding out of their heads. Like, mom, we got in trouble for coloring ourselves colors. And here you're telling this funny story about this guy. with, And he was making money coloring himself blue. It was just quite funny to see their you know like their minds were blown that mom like, was that's against the rules mom that, like you said you said mom when you're telling me about the their eyes getting big i'm thinking oh no what is going through their mind like do we have any spray paint <laughs> that sounds incredible i'm gonna go try it we could make money doing this uh, i can get a rat <laughs> like my kid's dream have a pet rat and walk around colored blue <laughs> And people give them money for it. Right. right? Bonus. Yeah. 
Okay, so on to our own creativity as women. Now, I want to introduce the idea that we are inherently creative beings. That might not be something that you've grown up thinking, but I truly believe this. I believe that it is part of our divine heritage to create and make something of beauty. And that's why we love it so much. Right. Think about it. In Genesis, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth and everything in it, and then he created humans, what does it say? In his own image. So that includes a streak of creativity in all of us. Like that shouldn't come as a surprise to us, that it's part of us, that we get this huge positive um, rush of feelings from doing creative things. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So one thing that if you're listening to this podcast, you have probably, most likely, if you're listening to this podcast, have the experience of having a human life created inside of you, right? So that was um, a creativity that happened inside of you because of you and your husband and then God adding life to the, the creativity and make humans. But that's like, that's a start that should like prove to you that I can. I have creativity inside of me. But sometimes we forget to exercise our creativity in other ways. And it's completely understandable because once we have that human creation come out of us, it requires a ton of time and effort. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You know, I am really glad you shared that about the creation because I never actually honestly thought about it in that terms that when we, if that's true that we're created in God's image, then that means we have the capacity for massive creativity, right? Because he created the earth. Like how cool is that? I love that. Also in the Bible, we learn about that we are commanded to multiply and replenish. And I saw this awesome video um, on Instagram the other day um, where a guy was talking about how that means more than just making babies. It means to multiply and replenish our talents and to go out and, and create and build and grow and make things better than the way we found them. And I thought that was so mind-blowing to me. It's like, oh, that doesn't just mean to create more people like you. It means to make the world a better place and exercise dominion over it, right? And take take these raw elements that God has given us and turn it into something beautiful. I just love that thought. Side, side humor comment here. My husband often says when we get comments about, you know, our large family and how many of us there are, my husband often says, God didn't tell Noah to go forth from the ark and add. He said, go forth and multiply. <laughs> That's right. Five um, X, right. baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we've got five tips for stepping into your innate divine gift of creativity. Yes. Um, the first one is to define creativity. Okay. So many of us early on may have had a run-in with something creative, right? We've tried to create a painting or pottery or something, and it's looked like garbage. And we've therefore decided we are not creative, right? Or we've stereotyped ourselves in a certain way. Like, well, I can, you know, work with fabric, but I'm not a painter or I can, kids never do that. Have you ever met a five-year-old that walks around and going, mm, I'm not much of a painter. No, they think the sky is the limit. But as adults, we kind of work ourselves into this corner like, well, I'm not creative. That's malarkey. And if you're not, quote unquote, good at something that you think is creative yet, it's just because you haven't put in the hours yet, right? So first, the first thing we want to do is define it. What is creativity? Okay, so let's start with a definition. Creativity, 
according to a dictionary, is the use of imagination or original ideas, especially in the production of artistic work. This doesn't mean like paint on a canvas necessarily. It can include that, but it doesn't have to include that creativity. What is imagination, original ideas. Yes, yes. And I'm, I'm glad that it says, you know, especially in artistic, but not exclusively because that's where our brains go. It's like, well, if I can't draw, I'm not creative. And that's hogwash. We're going to keep going about that. So um, I, can, I can guarantee you that you are already being creative in one way or another, but we just have to expand our minds a little bit and look for evidence right? Yeah. I like what you said. Yes. I like what you said about kids, little kids, especially before they run into kind of like the social reaction to Mm. art and other Mm -hmm. people expressing their inability. Like they bring us a piece of paper they've scribbled on and show it to us. And they are so delighted. Look at this. Look what I did. Look, look. And it's like, (laughs) cool. What is it? (laughs) They actually taught us in, um, when I was going to college for elementary ed, that And in some of my early childhood um, education classes and training, you don't say, what is it? When a child shows you their artwork, Mm. you say, oh, tell me more about it. Mm. Because what what is it is like, what on earth have you done? But tell me more about it is, ooh, right? You know, like drawing them out. So anyway, side note there. They're like, duh, mom, it's a bus with aliens on it. Can't you tell? (laughs) Mm, Yeah, I see it now. Uh, All right, let's move on to number two. Look for evidence that you're creative. It's there. Start looking for it. We have talked about so many times that getting your brain to work for you means look for what you want to find. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In your spouse, we've talked about it in our marital episodes, in your kids, right? Some of our episodes on on kids. If you want to see creativity in yourself, look for it. So for example, do you cook? Do you decorate? Did you get dressed today? Did you do your hair, makeup? Do you build? Do you fix? Do you improve? Like there is creativity everywhere. It's remember the definition. It's imagination and original ideas. Which of those did you use? Like you got dressed. Unless you had just one thing to choose from, you had to use creativity to put together mm-hmm. whatever you're whatever you're dressed in. And even if you're in your pajamas, you use creativity <laughs> to pick which pajamas you were going to wear. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And think about, oh my gosh, we have to use so much creativity as mothers. Not just the household stuff, which I'll talk about in a minute, but when's the last time your kid asked for a bedtime story and you had to make something up? Like I come up with the most wacky, crazy stories and I'm like, I did not know I had that in me. <laughs> But I'm using my imagination to do something that delights my child, right? Or come up with a game that occupies them while you're trying to keep them quiet in church or on a plane or something, right? Our brains constantly have to be thinking of new ideas. Just motherhood in general, just like disciplining your child, right? How do I get him to want what I want uses creativity. Um, But we don't think about it like that. We need to just expand our definition a little bit. In fact, I want to suggest um, that you need to just tap into this power instead of thinking that it's drudgery, right? So, so many things in the house you might think of as, oh, I have to go make dinner. But what an awesome opportunity to exercise creativity, right? And do do something new or um, maybe uh, set the table just a different way. Imagine it a little bit different. Um, try something that you haven't tried before. That's creativity. And watch how your kids respond to that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If that doesn't encourage you to keep on going, nothing will. So instead of, you know, let's say you set the table differently or you decide to dish up in the kitchen cafeteria style or you do something a little bit different, your kids are going to be like, (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) how do they respond when you change around the furniture in a room? They're like, 
they come in and they immediately start like doing gymnastics and and cartwheels and jumping and they're they're like dancing and so excited like this is different this is new (laughs) yes yes. here's some more yeah yeah Here's some more ideas. Um, Add some flour or foliage to your dinner table. If you use paper napkins, try cloth. If you use cloth, try paper. Uh, Hang a picture. Paint a wall. Repaint a wall. Um, Style an outfit. Um, Move around some home decorations. Rearrange furniture. Um, Try some landscaping. Plant some flowers outside. There's, And then you mentioned like dinner okay or cooking meals like you do that three times a day and sometimes doing something over and over again like you said you're you're feeling that drudgery but Mm -hmm. it is also an opportunity for expressing creativity so how can I make this meal or these ingredients that we do every every day I like morning breakfast is kind of the one for me okay we always have eggs we always have protein you know like how do I mix that up how do I get creative with that Yes, absolutely. And then, like you said, it makes it so much more exciting for you, for your kids. When I get into a rut in my homemaking and mothering, I just have to try something new. We'll just eat dinner on the floor or just try something a little bit exciting, use my imagination one way or another to mix it up. And so it doesn't feel like drudgery. I love that. And then that leads us to number three, which is just trying something new. So we're going to step away from the household um, and the mothering a little bit and and look into the creativity that we might want to express, right? But make sure that when you're trying something new, you keep the pressure very, very low on yourself. Yes. You don't want to decide you want to get into pottery and then go buy like a kiln and a a throwing wheel. What, What do they call it? Throwing wheel? And, you know, all the pottery and all the things, (laughs) just grab some Play-Doh, a little tub of Play-Doh is cheap or pencil and paper. It doesn't have to be hugely expensive. In fact, maybe that could be an inhibitor to creativity. Like, so you go buy all these paints or you buy a new sewing machine and then you've got like the guilt of spending this money Mm -hmm. attached to- And the learning curve on all these new things. Yeah. 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 Uh, In other words, don't be me. This is totally what I do. I'm like, oh, you know what? I want to paint. Hmm. And I go buy all the supplies for acrylics and oils and water. And then I just, yeah, there's so much pressure on me and well, I have to use them. But instead, ask yourself what you've been interested in in the past. That is always a great place to start. Sometimes when we get busy with motherhood, we forget the things we enjoyed when we were single and had a little more time on our hands. But did you like to draw in the past? Did you like to design? Have you been interested in sewing? Have you been interested in paper art or maybe fashion or maybe beauty and you start doing your girl's hair in creative ways or or dance or making up games, right? It, the sky is the limit when it comes to creativity, but just kind of tap into those past talents or interests to give you yourself a launching off point. Yes. Do you know your own um, style of learning? We've talked about in most Mm. of our episodes on homeschooling, we've talked about the seven different kinds of learners. Well, what are you? (laughs) So if you're, you know, that tactile learner, that hands-on, go for something that you're going to be touching, right? Sewing or knitting or clay, um, as opposed to something that's more hands-off form of art, right? I mean, I don't know that any art is really not using your hands. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't know what you want to try, here's a thought. Start exposing yourself to different things. Something is going to light you up. So, you know, art museums, you don't have to fly to Paris and go through the Louvre. You just have to expose yourself online. Start, you know, start looking. Or um, so let's say 
home design is maybe something that you've really started to, you know, like you get into that and it's like, whoa, I really like this. Um, so guess what is free? Open houses for houses that are for sale. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is totally mm -hmm. free. And they expect some people to be coming through who aren't interested in buying at all. It's not a crime. It's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, go to Joanne Fabrics and start, you know, a fabric store and start feeling and, and looking at different crafts and fabrics and just, just expose yourself. What are your kids doing? Sit down beside them and try it because I guarantee you they're doing something creative, something creative with their body. Like put them in a room with nothing in it and they're going to find a way to be creative. So in mm -hmm. other words, use your imagination, come up with their original ideas, but then start also start exposing yourself to what other creative people are doing. Art, design, all of that. Get up your exposure. Yes. I'm glad you shared that. You know, I remember being a teenager and in order to expose myself to anything, I had to buy magazines. I had to go to stores. You can just pick up your phone and be infinitely inspired by other people. Now, the caveat is you have to actually do something after that. Like so many of us kind of just get stuck on the Pinterest hamster wheel, right? Of just saving all the pretty pictures and never actually doing anything with it. There's inspiration and then there's like buffering where you're just like, I have negative emotion. I'm just going to go look at pretty houses. Make sure that you're actually using your creativity. And instead of just inhaling all that media, you're actually going out and making something of your own. So that's kind of one of the things that one of our temptations in today's day and age is to just consume, 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 and never actually create because it's so easy to get our hands on inspiration. But it starts to become not inspiring if we're just consuming, right? So use it as a jumping off point. Oh my gosh, I love how they did this flower arranging. I have a rose bush. I'm going to go snip some and try something myself. Go deliver it to a neighbor or put it on my dinner table, right? Actually step into doing it is, is really powerful. Okay. Number four. So this is kind of a warning. Um, watch out for the things that sap your creative energy. So if you're a mom, you probably already know exactly what we're talking about, right? Um, maybe it's when your kids are whiny or you're overwhelmed. Maybe it's when you don't have enough sleep, but look for those times when you're feeling no creativity and try to stay away from those, those, uh, that stimulus. Yes. These sneaky time stealers leave you with no energy or time for creative endeavors. They can be like you were talking about the, you know, the screen stuff, but also they can be people. There are people out there. What is the term? Mm -hmm. Debbie Downer, right? And they're just going <laughs> to steal. They're like, um, what's the term? I think they use energy vampires. They just, yeah. they just get their energy off of you. And so mm -hmm. then you have nothing left to create with. And I'm not talking about your kids. <laughs> That's kind of like a symbiotic relationship. You give them energy, they give you energy. It doesn't, you know, cancel each other out. But there are people who, you know, you come away from them and you're just like, oh my goodness, this is just lay on the floor and not mm -hmm. get up, right? But there's also things that do that to you too. So like you, you have to be aware of things that like you can't create if you're, if you have that creative energy just leaking out of you, can't get it back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, like I was saying before, too much of that inspiration becomes more of a time suck. And, and actually what it does is it kind of tricks your brain into thinking you're being creative because you're consuming creative things, right? So you're looking on Pinterest. It feels so good. You get this dopamine hit of seeing pretty things, but you're never actually going out and exercising your creativity. So it's almost like it's tricking you into thinking that, right? So be aware of that. Get, get a little bit of creativity and then shut it down and go go make something yourself. But also social media, totally creativity suck. For me, TV, if I let myself 
watch a show or something, I just think, oh, no, I don't have any energy to do anything. I just want to sit here and be entertained, right? Um, yeah, and and the people, you know, I'll say that since starting businesses, um, being an entrepreneur is hugely creative for me, and it requires energy, and it requires kind of a, a me being in a good headspace. But there are people in my life that um, I don't share my business endeavors with because it does feel like that. It feels like I walk away um, having just talked to the biggest Debbie Downer, like, oh, they just sucked all my creativity out of me and and almost made light of the things that I'm working on. So just kind of protect your creative energy and that space. Yes, that is, that is really, really important. Um, you have to save time, space, energy for creativity to mm-hmm. like work and build. Like um, we know that as moms, we spend a lot of time caring for others. And so we have to kind of, I like the word that you use, protect mm-hmm. <laughs> some of our time and space and energy for ourselves. Because I find it takes, unless I'm just really, okay, I'm going to use sewing for an example, unless I'm like on a deadline or I'm just really, really inspired by the project I'm working on, it takes me a little while to get back into it, to to mm-hmm. feel that creative flow again. And if, you know, I've saved it for after I put the kids to bed at 10 o'clock at night and I'm just totally sapped and I, like, I just can't get back into it. I can't, we, we call it lost your sojo in the sewing community. Like <laughs> it's gone. I can't get it back. So, you know, instead of, you know, I have 10 minutes spare time and it's not enough time to, you know, get out the art supplies and start painting, but I could go outside and just like walk around and expose myself to like clean, purifying energy and thoughts and like building up a little store for later. I don't want to sound like, you know, woo woo about this, but, (laughs) but you really have to, like, we talk so much on this podcast about self-care and really it's part of caring for ourselves is caring for that creativity inside of us. Like we have to kind of nurture that as well so that it, it can come out and express itself later. Um, Yes. You know, um, this has happened to me recently because before I started building businesses, I would do sewing or a lot of creative stuff in my extra time. And I would purposely protect that time, right? I would put the kids to bed early or uh, take time on Saturday or or carve a little time out in the afternoon to go work on those things. But now that I spend a lot of that time working on my business, I realize that if I want to be creative in other ways, I have to figure out a way to do that. I have to be very protective of that time and space. Um, and it's tricky sometimes. And it doesn't happen every day. And sometimes it doesn't happen every week. Um, but just acknowledge that you need this as well. Um, and, and it's such a great example to your kids too, that, oh, mom is going to take a minute to go do some painting because that's what fills me up. And I want to exercise my creative juices. And then the kids get inspired as well. Yes. So going back, um, to screens for a minute, um, we see this happen in our kids. The more time they spend in front of a screen, what happens right after they get off of it? They're like, uh, I'm so bored. I can't think of anything to do. (laughs) So it's like inversely proportional. The more time they spend in front of a screen, the less creative they are. This is so apparent in our kids. And we have episodes on screen time and things and how we protect. I just want to mention here that one of our rules for screen before my young kids, younger kids get screen time, they have to have a plan for what they're going to do when they're off the screen so that they're thinking beyond it and that, um, and they, you know, they have timelets and all the, all the rest go listen to our screen time episode for kids, but it not only is, um, sapping their creativity, but then they can't 
think of what to do after that. It's like it mm-hmm. robs their not only their time but their creative energy. So we see it in our kids. How, how, why do why do we think it wouldn't happen to us too? Yeah, the way I think of it is if we have like creative and you know imaginative flow in our brain, then when we put um, some media in front of us that is designed to entertain every aspect of our imagination, our imagination just stops flowing. It just kind of sits in the corner and does nothing, right? It's it's not required. There is no imagination required to sit and watch a television show or play a video game. But when that's shut off, all of a sudden they're so bored and it's like, oh, there's nothing there's nothing to entertain me. There's nothing to make me, um, you know, get that dopamine hit. Little by little, that imagination will start to flow again. But it, sometimes it takes time. And we talk about this in our screen time episodes as well. Allow your children to feel that boredom. Allow yourself to feel that boredom. You guys, I have a, I hate boredom. I like, I am a multitasker that goes a thousand miles a minute. If I am bored for any amount of time, it's like torture to me. But I've also noticed that boredom is how I tap into my creativity. So just a little example, um, I've been to Europe multiple times. Um, I'm lucky enough to be married to a husband who works in the travel industry, so we get to travel. And those trips across the ocean are amazing opportunities for my brain to be creative. I come up with the best ideas. All my business ideas have happened on a transcontinental flight because I'm sitting there like, I'm so bored. I've watched two movies. I've read a book. I've napped. There's nothing else to do. And my brain starts turning, right? So how often do you allow yourself the opportunity to be bored as well and let your brain start being creative? Forced boredom. Good for creativity. Yes. So good. So good. Okay. All right. Final tip number five, find a creativity buddy or community. This is so fun and it's huge to being successful in your creativity. Trying new things can be scary and it can require um, feeling and confronting some insecurity about these things that you think you're not good at. Having a buddy can really help. Yes, yes. Having a friend or group is so powerful. You bounce ideas off of them. You go through that that insecurity part together. <laughs> um, you be inspired by them. You share wins and fails. You keep going together. A group of friends and I um, took a painting class together and none of us had painted before. And that was really cool because we were all like starting from the same beginner spot and we all were going through kind of that insecurity thing together. But we, but we got through that part of it together and, and it was so like trying something new, you know, mentioning number three, trying something new affects our creativity on those things that we already do creatively anyway. So like if you start, you know, a sewing project and you're really excited about it, or you try something new, you know, furniture design, it's going to affect your cooking as well. You're going to be more Mm. creative in your cooking or your housekeeping as well. So yeah, um, just love that having a community. Yes. If you've been around a while, you probably know that Audrey and I met as part of an online sewing community. Um, And Instagram is such a great place to start with this because you can start following accounts that really inspire you, home decor or art or exercise or fashion, and then um, follow other accounts, you know, kind of go down the rabbit hole of of finding other people that are inspiring and becoming friends with them um, and then sharing things together. I love the idea of creating a separate account for your own creativity and you can, you know, get comments and feedback. And I mean, sometimes that's a little bit scary if you're first starting out, but that's a great place to start is just online Instagram. Um, Another place is in-person classes. Like you were talking about, Audrey, you can go to a community center or a library and take a painting class or a jewelry making class and connect with other people that are interested in that as well. There are also tons and tons of Facebook groups, literally thousands of Facebook groups for every type 
of creative endeavor you can think of. Go join one of those and bounce ideas off of people. Um, and that is where I get a lot of support for uh, being an entrepreneur. And it's a very creative endeavor. Sometimes you don't think of it like that, but it really is. You're trying new things all the time. Things fail, things succeed. And to ask for questions and get feedback and then get built up by people who have gone before you or who are a little bit farther along the path. So powerful. Yes. Yes. Here's one caveat for your community or your accountability buddy, creativity buddy is no competition. Mm -hmm. Comparison is going to happen. And here's how you know the difference between good comparison and bad comparison. How do you come away from it feeling? Mm -hmm. Right. If you feel encouraged to create some more inspired, mm -hmm. that's good comparison. If you feel like you never want to do it again, like mm. that creativity thing and you can't go on, you can't create, that's the negative comparison, competition. And that's that's the area that you want to stay away from. Mm -hmm. um, I had in college, I had an art professor and he was amazing at eyes, drawing eyes. And so we were doing, um, the only medium we used in that class was charcoal so that we didn't have to learn a new medium and we didn't have to do any color theory or anything that. But he wanted us really to learn draw and, and we did portraiture. And his ability to draw eyes was like he would draw an eye on paper and it would be like the eye was looking at you. It was so incredible. And so we went through the exercise of comparing our, we would draw an eye and we would compare it to his eye that he had drawn so that we could learn how to draw mm -hmm. eyes better. And that is the good kind of comparison. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, how can I get better by comparing? Yes. And here's a reminder that if you are comparing with someone and it becomes that bad comparison, that competition, be aware that that is all because of your own brain, right? It's not because the other person is doing something wrong or right or you're terrible. It's because your brain is setting yourself up for failure. It's saying like, I should be like that or she's better than me or something like that. So there's a place to work on, right? You can start working on the thoughts that, that are coming up for you and why you're feeling that way. But if it's too much work for you to come away uh, inspired by some of the people that you're in contact with, it's okay to unfollow those people or not come into contact with them a lot because your brain just can't get to a good place there. That's totally normal. But it is also within your power to confront those thoughts. I've had to do that a lot. There's lots of, I'm, I'm guilty all the time of comparing myself negatively to someone else and using it as a reason to stop doing something or to feel badly about myself. But being able to work on my mind there has been really, really powerful and helped me still push forward in my creativity without feeling badly. Yes. Yes. So good. Okay, guys, my final thoughts about creativity is like sometimes as moms, we're like, uh, another thing to add to my list. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but here's why you need to try to tap into your innate creativity, because it is one of the fastest routes to joy in the world. Like when you, if you can remember something you did creative in your life in the past, even back to your childhood and the incredible sense of joy and contentment, satisfaction that came from creativity. Um, it's worth it there. It is one of the most um, direct routes to joy that you will ever find creativity. And then the second thing is um, <clears throat> the second benefit is that it will create an increase in creativity in your own life. Tapping into that innate divine creativity will affect every other area of your life. You will become creative and more enthused and 
excited and happier, more joy in other areas of your life too. So it is worth it. Oh, yes. I could ditto that a thousand times. You know, Audrey and I are both huge proponents of helping moms find some sort of purpose outside of motherhood because for the first time in the history of humanity, we have we don't have to work hard to survive, right? For the most part, if we have money coming in, it's very easy for us to survive on a day-to-day basis. So instead, our brains get kind of lazy and we're drawn into useless hobbies like, you know, reality TV shows or something or we spend a lot of time on entertainment. But finding that purpose even it's something as simple as it doesn't have to be starting a nonprofit or serving outside of your home. It can be just painting for an hour in the afternoon. It can be just decorating a room that makes you feel so at home, right? Any of these things can give you that added sense of purpose to know that your gifts and talents are being used for good. And that is huge. And it can completely revolutionize how you look at your life and how you show up for your kids too. So just just try it if you're not doing it. I promise it's so helpful. All right, friends, we can't wait to see what you create. We will talk to you next week. I'm Bonnie. I'm Audrey, and we're outnumbered. Thanks for listening, friends. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe to our email and never miss another episode. Show us some love by leaving a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with a friend. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week. Um, you don't have to spend a whole bunch of money. Like That mm-hmm. could even be something that's <clears throat> this is why we don't record in the morning very often. I know. I just keep <laughs> muting myself. <laughs> I'm upstairs and the piano is downstairs, but the problem is it is right underneath of me. Mm. It's like, Hello? Oh, my piano is like, my piano is like 10 steps from this door. So yeah, that's non-negotiable. <laughs> they can't be doing that. So it doesn't have to be hugely expensive. You don't have to travel to France and go through the Louvre. Mm-hmm. That's how you say it, right? The Louvre? The Louvre. The Louvre. Yeah, it's Louvre. <laughs> <laughs> Get your phlegm out. <laughs> you don't have to travel to Paris and go through the Louvre. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> <clears throat> Let me try it again without laughing. <laughs>